Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Unstoppable Leadership with our guest, Kiari Townley. And we are going to be talking a little bit about four pillars of self-development. And this is an interesting topic because part of leadership is learning how to self-develop. There's a ton of courses, a ton of books out here, but what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about number one, self-awareness. We're going to talk about acceptance. Then we're going to talk about living in the present and then the energy field, which I love the last one because it is such a huge thing that a lot of people don't realize. So welcome to Unstoppable Leadership Podcast, Kiari. Let everybody know what got you started into doing what you do today. Uh, so I had a postpartum depression and anxiety. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. <laughs> um, I started this year with postpartum depression and anxiety. I had my baby last year and uh, I had a complicated pregnancy. You know, I had like morning sickness the first couple of months and then I um, had heartburn for the following month. So I was always kind of there complaining and really resisting, rejecting the experience. So I, I didn't like living in the right way, let's say. Um, so uh, what happened is that when, when I was, I also had an unplanned C-section, so nothing was easy. And the first couple of months though were okay because my husband was home and he was really helpful. But the problem for me came when he went back to work uh, because I was alone with the baby. I wasn't emotionally ready for that. I didn't know that at the time, but I started to develop like anxiety about the responsibility essentially of keeping yeah. this little being alive. Um, and so I just felt like, you know, my heart racing and like panic attacks and I didn't know what was happening exactly. And so I was, um, I told my husband, I said, something is going on. I don't know what it is, but I am experiencing like really, really, like strong anxiety and I don't know what's going on. And so I was open to talk to someone obviously. And, you know, I talked to my OB and I said, something is wrong. I don't know what it is. And she said, okay, you know, you can talk to a professional, you know, like a counselor and see what happens. Um, in the meantime, I also wanted to talk to other women who had gone through the same thing. And so through Facebook, it's just really easy to find other women. And, and Basically, I discovered that postpartum depression and anxiety is much more common than people think. So yeah. that was surprising to me. Uh, because again, yeah, women don't talk about it um, often. You know, yeah, we had a couple of celebrities who came out to talk about that, but it's not enough. You know, it kind of seems still something like that happens to few women. And instead, I realized it happens to many women. Um, my problem was that as I was talking about mm, these emotions, um, I wasn't feeling better. I was actually feeling worse. And normally, like, you know, for most people, when you're able to talk to people who have gone through the same thing, it's actually something that can be comforting and can help you, you know, because you don't feel alone anymore. For me, it was the opposite. The more I talk about it, the more I felt I identified with my negative emotions. They, I made them more real. Uh, they were more present in my life. So I was like, no, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to talk about this anymore. And I don't mean that I want to reject this. It's just that it feels that the more I talk about it, the worse I feel. And so I what I did is that um, I talked to my family and friends and asked them to remind me of the person I was before. 
you know so it was initially kind of an identity crisis it's like someone is giving you a new life uh, but you already have an identity so you kind of have to integrate the previous life with the life you're living right now this yeah new life with a baby and so i knew deep inside that this couldn't be my new reality so i kind of first of all told my brain that whatever was going on was temporary Um, and then i asked the people around me to remind me the person i was so the fun things we did together the the great memories and like the things i did that inspire them um and so that was kind of the first step for me like going back to that image of myself that was more like positive and hopeful um and then what i did was like there was something else that i couldn't quite figure out in the beginning and I was like yeah it seems like an identity crisis but there's something more there's something I lost and I don't know what it is um and so I started just to listen to myself to my body Uh, what was it telling me when the anxiety came what was it and since like I've been studying the chakra system for a long time for your listeners you know the chakra system is they are our seven core energy centers so the idea is that we have a physical body but we also have an energy body and the core centers are called chakras and they um uh, they correspond to a specific part of the body and to a specific part of our life and so since i had a pressure on my chest i realized that you know that was the chakra about love and you know but also self-love. And I was like, yeah, I definitely don't feel the love for my son right now. It's not coming out. But what I understood, like, again, listening a little bit more and thinking about the chakra system, using it as a roadmap to navigate what was going on, was the self-love. And I realized I had lost it. Like, essentially, the moment you start to think that you're not going to be able to take care of your son and that you're, you know, essentially like a, a bad mom, you stop loving yourself because you, you're starting to convince your brain of these things. And actually, yeah, your brain is doing it. Um, because the problem is that our brain tends to want, to, it wants to attach meanings to our emotions, but our emotions are temporary. So when the brain comes in, um, even though you're having like a negative emotion, like in my case, the negative emotion is the anxiety, right? And instead of accepting it the way it is, our brain says, you're a bad mom you know, and you start to convince yourself of that. And that's how I lost, you know, the love for myself. So when I realized that the core issue, um, I started, you know, to really focus on that. So I did meditations like loving kindness, meditation, visualizations about love, sending light to the space of the heart, positive affirmations about love and loving myself. And that's how I healed. And that's an amazing story because, and you're right, there are a lot of moms out there that don't know about postpartum depression because there's still that stigma attached to it to that if you have postpartum depression that you're less than. And ladies, I have to tell you, I am with Shakara on that because you as a mom, when we have kids, I had three boys, your body goes through so much transformation and you have those leftover hormones months after giving birth. So it is not unusual to still be fighting those feelings and it doesn't make you less than. There's a lot of women that suffer from it. You either have a mild case of it or some have an extreme case of postpartum depression. Um, There was one famous uh, lady 
back in the 90s, early 90s, that had unfortunately, because of postpartum depression, had drowned all three of her kids. And it's because of that stigma back in that time that they weren't allowed to get help. And they were looked upon, down upon because of that. And because she didn't get that help that she needed, she actually ended up murdering three of her kids. And that for me, when you can become self-aware of how you are feeling, please go ask for help. Don't let the stigma of society tie you down. Go ask for it because if you don't, you're going to end up in a space to where you can't function. And just like you were talking about, some people can do really well with therapy, some not so much. And talking about the energy piece of it is a huge thing because that's something that it's another barrier that a lot of people aren't aware of. And that is something that we're trying to bring out to the public is to know that you're more than just your physical body. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's important to know that because, you know, obviously this is my my core belief. Everything that happens even to the physical body comes from an energetical blockage. And then it becomes sometimes physical because it gets very serious because we don't take care of it. But this is my belief. You know, it starts from an energetical blockage uh, that happens in the chakra system. Definitely. And that's something that I continue to work on. And I'm one of these people that I'm highly inconsistent (laughs) with working on that. And I need to get better at it. But once you do start working on those energy fields and those chakras, you'll find that as you continue to do so, that your life has a tendency to balance out a little bit better, correct? Yeah, no, absolutely. And even going back to postpartum depression and anxiety, anxiety shows up in different ways in our life, in different moments. But the idea is to get to the core issue. That's how you can dig into the chakra system with the help of someone, you know, um, you know, like me in this case, that can really help you figure out where is the main blockage. So the chakra system, the chakras develop at different stages of our life. So if you, for example, I don't know, I can give you like a, give your listeners a quick recap of the chakras. So they start from the base of the spine and they go to the top of the head. So when, so the first chakra, the root chakra is about safety and security. So if you are abandoned, like you were abandoned when you were a child, if you experience like violence or like neglect, you're going to grow up with a huge blockage in that chakra because that is the chakra of the sense of safety and security. And so you're going to do a lot, you're going to have to do a lot of work in terms of being grounded and feeling really safe and connected to the earth. This is like an example, but when things happen in the first years of our life that become really traumatic and the same goes for sexual assault, for example, is located in the second chakra, the sacral chakra, that is like the, the in the belly area. That's our kind of emotional center. And it's about relationship, but like power dynamics in relationships. And so when something have, happens like a big trauma, like sexual assault, it goes into this area, into this chakra. So it's important because um, these stages of development happen when we are really young, you know, the chakras start to form when we're really young, but then they can get blocked 
at any point in life, really. So what your chakra system looks like right now may not be what it's going to look like in a couple of years, in a year. Um, but the idea is that there are specific traumas that sometimes are really responsible for our emotions and the way they show up later in life. So a postpartum depression and anxiety can be tied to the way you, like, you were raised and what happened to you when you were a child. So it's incredibly important to get to the root of the problem. That's what I used in my case with self-love. I didn't have traumas growing up, but I had lost um, love for myself in the process because I thought I was a bad person. And yeah, going back to that idea, you know, it's the brain that tells you that the emotion is temporary. So the, the first pillar of the self-development is self-awareness. But I want to stress the point that it's really not a good idea to analyze and try to get to the root of your emotion when you're in it. Because the brain in that moment is, is creating like a negative circle, a negative cycle. The best thing you can do when you have the negative emotion is to um, honor it, um, feel it, breathe into it, you know, so sit down. I know it's hard, but the worst thing you can do is try to find a distraction. If you feel anxious, you need to just sit down with your anxiety and breathe into it. Um, and then when the anxiety is gone, because it's not going to last, every emotion is like temporary. It's like when you're not in that moment anymore, that's when you can dig in. You can talk to people in your life who can help you, professional um, help, but you can also journal. It's really helpful to just ask questions in written form. Where does this anxiety come from? This fear has always been with me. Is it new? You know, you start to just like dig a little bit more into it. But yeah, I want to say don't do it um, for personal experience. Don't do it in the moment. When you feel that emotion, let it go like breathing into it and try to let it go and just tell your brain that it's temporary and it's going to be okay. The best, it's the best thing you can do when you're in the moment. Um, and then, yeah, the acceptance is the second part because I, when I talk about my, my experience throughout all the pregnancy and delivery and all the traumatic parts, I resisted it. I rejected it. I was like, why is this happening to me? Complaining all the time. I brought more pain to myself. When we don't accept something in life, we just bring more pain to ourselves. Because if there's nothing we can do, there's nothing we can do. And the more we complain, we bring more negative energy. Again, this vibration becomes really uh, negative and we start to attract more negative things. So yeah. you know, I did it to myself. And you know, if I could go back, obviously I would leave pregnancy in a different way. Hopefully maybe I'll, I'll have a second chance. Um, but the idea yeah, is that acceptance is an, an incredibly important tool because once you accept something and you can do it, you know, with a simple exercise with your breath, you know, you take in, inhale the problem. And when you exhale it, you accept it and let it go. It's really like small things, small tools that if you're disciplined, uh, you do it every day, you know, it really helps. Like in the long term is really what you need because you are very, we are very powerful. We have all the strength inside of us. And yes, you know, obviously you can look for professional help if you need it. But I, my mission is more to empower you to really try to honor your emotion, dig into it, accept them. And then uh, the third pillar is living in the present. And this is something that I really, you know, learn through motherhood too, you know, because our kids live in the present moment. They don't have, you know, often our brain just goes to the past where we often have regrets and like, you know, things to complain about, you know, people that hurt us. And 
you know, we just stay in that space. And sometimes, yeah, we just bring negative energy to our present. And then in the future, there's a lot of anxiety. And we hardly live in the present. But when we do, the secret that, you know, I discovered that I, I'm sure many people experience, they just maybe didn't elaborate in the same way I did. But the idea is that you can find true joy, authentic joy in the present. Why? Because as humans, we always want to achieve, we want to just get to the next milestone. I swear, like, I... I bet the, the last time you reached like an important milestone, you were happy, truly happy, maybe for a week. And then something else came and, you know, you just completely lost it. Because, you know, that joy is not authentic. The only really authentic joy is in the present moment is when you're not thinking, you're focusing on that specific activity that you're doing. And obviously, you know, meditation is a great tool to, to learn, you know, to 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 train the brain to do that. But if you're not into meditation, it doesn't matter. Whatever you're doing, even washing the dishes, when you focus on the activity, when you focus on the senses, like you look at the plate, you feel the water on your hands, you um, you know, listen to the sound of the water, those are the moments where you'll find authentic joy. It's not anywhere, it's, it's anywhere else, you know, it's nowhere else. Definitely, and I love that you bring up being in the moment because that's one of the things that as we are adults, you're right, we don't live in the present moment. We're constantly living in the past because we're going like, all oh, this person said it this way. So what do they really mean? And we really just start going down what I call the rabbit hole of, you know, inner conversation that really is not going to get you anywhere. And then when you live in the present moment and you take the moment of you take a walk outside and you're right about meditation because some people are under the guise that you have to sit in meditation and not move and not do anything. My favorite form of meditation is called the walking meditation. And when you're just taking a walk and you're just bringing in all of your senses, you're listening to the animals moving around, you're listening to the birds, you're listening to the wind, you're noticing the colors of the trees, the leaves, all of that, just being in that moment and not thinking of anything else is part of how you're living in that present. And it's amazing what you notice when you live in the present and you're not worried about the past, you're not worried about the future, you're just here and now. And that's where a lot of my ideas come from is when I'm in that present moment. <laughs> yeah, I don't doubt it because you got that inspiration. You create space between the thought and you get, you open this channel like that, you know, you know, for people who are more spiritual, I believe we have spirit guides that connect with guys, you know, and you can call them, you can, you don't need the label, you can call it your, you know, higher self, your angel, whatever it is. We connect with that source and we, and we let the best, you know, come, come in, inspiration for things. And um, so it takes discipline though. Like what I want to say is that, it's it's something that you you can't give up right like if your mind goes back to the past don't judge yourself like stop the judgment okay yes. so it, it's about it's a non-judgmental space if your mind goes back to the past or goes into the future 
come back to the present over and over again, your yeah. brain is going to learn with time. The brain is like, a, it's a muscle. You have, you learn with discipline, you train it. And then it's going to learn like, oh, let me go back to the present. It's going to do it more naturally as you, as you move forward in the process. So don't give up, you know, Definitely. don't say like, don't judge yourself too hard. You know, it's hard, you know, it's a, uh, Self-development is hard. Growth is hard. If it wasn't, it wouldn't be called that way. It comes from, you know, pain. Oftentimes, you know, that's when you kind of find the light. It's it's corny, but it's true. Definitely. And Dr. Joe Dispenza brings that up too as well about training your brain. Um, his book is called Coming, Becoming Supernatural is the name of his book. And he talks about training the brain. And, you know, your brain is going to... He equates the brain as training like you would train a dog. You're going to tell your brain to sit down. Yes, we'll have food after a while or we'll do this after a while. And you just keep bringing it back into the present. Very few people you're ever going to control your very first thought. But you can definitely control the thoughts after that. So after your first thought, you just bring it back and you just keep bringing it back so you're right on that when as we keep training it it's going to say oh okay so this is what we need to do now so you're training a pattern for your brain and brains very 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 well will work off a pattern so that is what you're training your brain to do is to work off that pattern of okay this is the expectation now yeah, and it's so powerful, you know, when I realized that, when I healed from my postpartum by myself, it was just like so empowering. It was like, we can do it, you know, it's about being disciplined and doing doing these things every day, you know, and yeah, the brain is going to learn, you're going to create new neural pathways. Yes. The next time that anxiety comes, your brain is going to know how to act immediately you know but you you have to do it yeah every day it's something that some people need like an accountability partner and that's where yeah. a professional comes in but really you do the work nobody else can heal you the your whatever professional you're working with is not with you when you wake up when you go to bed that's where you know it's good also to do the work if you have positive affirmation repeating them yes. believing in them putting the emotion in them the right vibration that's how you heal that's how you essentially do everything you attract things to your life it's just so easy to say it's a lot of hard work but really it's achievable and we can all do it it's just uh, we have the power inside of us definitely and that brings the part the energy field your energy on how you react to things believe it or not people can feel your energy and we as humans it has literally through i would say probably the last 50 or 60 years that it has been taught to us there is no such thing and now we're finally getting to bring it back into because one of my favorite analogies is when you walk into a room you can feel that energy in that room when the with the people in there and you know whether it's going to be good or not so good and you intuitively feel that but we have been told well that you you don't feel those things it's more use your brain than use your heart but your heart your body can tell those energy fields yeah no absolutely i think we all can we all have that capacity 
um, it's about, you know, some people obviously come, uh, they're better at something than other people. Like, you know, some people are cut out for math, and you, and you know, but you can still learn. So some people are more intuitive than others. But the idea is that we all have access to that intuition because we come, we all come from that same source, that same spiritual source, whatever you want to call it. So we have access to it. We have access to our intuition. But going back to the chakra system, what happens is that, so our intuition is located in the in the forehead where the third eye is what happens though is that if there are blockages lower in the lower chakras it's incredibly hard for you to access your intuition because the energy is not flowing so the energy should flow ideally you know freely from your lower chakras up to the top of the head you know where there is more your spiritual center but if you have like unresolved issues, if you have blockages, if the energy there is dense, like negative, or there's something that you need to let go, let go of, work with your shadow, whatever you want to call it, you can't access your intuition before you do that. There's a blockage there. So there's something that you you learn also, yeah, through the chakra system is this idea that intuition, yeah, it's available for everybody. But the problem is that people don't do the work often to release and let go of those blockages of those painful traumas and and so they can't access that that high point you know definitely so as we're getting ready to wrap up i always ask my guests what is one last nugget that you can give our audience um i just want to say that um there's always light in you that you can access anytime even in the darkest moments sometimes it happens you feel you lost it you lost the love for yourself, the light, the hope. It's its something that is in your brain. Again, it's your brain that is telling you that because it's responding to that negative energy that you're creating, you know, with your thoughts, with your emotion. But the truth is that that light inside of us is always present. It's a spiritual light. You Again, if you want to label it, call it the God light, the higher self, your guides, whatever it is, you have that connection. Is that all the time because you come from it? So that is pure power. And when you harness it with um, believing in it, because that's very important, and with discipline, as I said, that's something that you know you do. You have to use discipline in this in this path in this journey. But if you do that, you you'll find that power inside of you. So yeah, the message is that you're powerful more than you think. Yes, and I definitely agree with you. I definitely, 100%. We are more powerful than you ever, ever think. And that's what led me part in my journey is, you know, understanding after um, it was called Proof of Heaven by Dr. Eben Alexander. And it was my aunt that actually recommended the book. I actually had lost my dad, you know, not that long after she had recommended that. And once I read that book, and the one thing that has always stuck with me is that you are loved no matter what. So no matter what is going on in your life, no matter how you feel, you are loved. And you're right. No matter what you want to call it, God source, the light, your spirit guides, whatever you want to call it, you are loved. And there is so much, you are so, so much more than you'll ever, ever know. And I always joke with my husband. I said, well, when I go back home, <laughs> you know, and we joke about it, but it is, it is so much that we can learn. There's a reason why we came here. 
And there's a reason why we're on the path that we're on. And Shakara, it's when you were on that path and you had to experience that. And in order to experience that, then you're going like, I can help others along that path. And it's those things that when we go through the hard stuff that we can say, you know what? I can help others with this because I've been through this. I know what it feels like. And I know what it feels like to be out on that other side after I've been through the hard stuff. So it's one of those things that I hope people understand. So those of you that are listening to the replay, make sure you comment down below. Check out her Facebook. She has a business Facebook called um, CB writing so check out her business page check out her website because it is definitely interesting on how we need to take care of not only our bodies physically but also our minds and our spirituality whether you know it or not yeah yeah absolutely that's that's what i did you know with my experience i tried to you know to transfer it to other people that's the best thing we can do when we have something, something painful and we overcome it the best thing we can do is use it to help other people definitely Kiara thank you for coming on to the show I absolutely loved it and those of you know how I sign off every single time so whether you know it or not whether you believe it or not you are unstoppable you are the beacon of hope and you are loved everybody have a good rest Sunday morning and I hope to see you on Tuesday thank you so much for having me You're welcome. Bye, everybody.